Being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a four barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, we're back. You're listening to Dennis Brewster. I'm your host today. I got Ken Rackley here from Toon Tech, and I got Chris here from Fort Collins Novus Auto Glass. So, you got any calls about anything? Just give us a call. We're, we'll even talk about lawnmowers or tractors. So, <laughs> give us a call 303 477 5600, or you can text us 307 200 8222. And I should probably look at my text to see if I got anything. That would be a good idea, huh? Well, you know, <coughs> keep an eye on. Who knows? Right. All right, let's go to Eric. You've held over. I appreciate that. How you doing, Eric? Hey, how's it going, you guys? Great show. Thank, oh, thank you. you. What can we do um, for you? I have a 1979 Pontiac Le Mans, and I really like this car. I'm going to keep it till I die, I think. <laughs> um, it has a 231 V6 with a two barrel and it has an air pump and air pollution stuff on it. Uh-huh. And uh, now that it's cooler and especially when it gets a little colder, when it's like 30 in the day, you know, that car runs great. It runs beautiful in the, when it's cold, but when it's hot in the dead of summer, I have all kinds of problems with it. And I was just wondering if you guys could give me some ideas. Well, <laughs> it was the way it was made. Uh, right. Um, <laughs> yeah. We had those problems back when they were new. Yes. The fuel, and I, I think a lot of it is just the fuel, the way the fuel is made nowadays is just way different than it was originally when that vehicle was made. Oh. Um, are you having problems with it vapor locking, installing, and stuff like that when it's hot? Chugging? Well, when it power. gets hot, if I have it parked out on the street and it gets like 100 degrees, you know, uh-huh. it's... It, it acts like it's vapor locked, yeah. but it's not. It's not vapor locked. If I just wait, because uh, if I go twiddle the mechanism, the gas comes squirting out. Okay. Um, and also, if I just wait till nine or ten, it'll start. Or if it's real hot outside and I drive it for about a, even just a mile, uh-huh. park, park it, go get a hamburger. When I come out, it acts like it's vapor locked. But again. It, it's not vapor locked. So, you know, something else is wrong. I, I don't understand. And then also, when it's so hot, it goes into this real fast idle mode, and sometimes I can't control it. That's another thing that I don't understand. Huh. The only thing that would make it idle fast would be the, you know, the carburetor or something. Choke. Yeah, the choke sticking or something like that. And if you only drive a mile, that doesn't give that enough time to heat that choke up to let it come off all the way. So when you go to restart it, a lot of times that could be flooded in that case. Um, have you ever pulled well, the top of the carburetor off or the top of the air cleaner off to see what the choke is, where the choke is sitting after that? Or 
Well, actually, what I did for a while was I took a piece of wire and just totally disabled the choke. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I, I yeah. thought, well, In maybe. Hot weather, you know, yeah, you don't need it anyway. That choke might be too tight. It, it might be, yeah. yeah. But Have you ever had the carburetor? That? I think it's a carburetor. Yeah, it's a two-barrel carburetor. Over, yeah. Overhauled? Well, actually, I put about 20 years ago, I put a, uh, a, a new carburetor in it. I okay. Just went to Napa and uh, unbolted it, and just went and told him, "Give me another one." <laughs> but what what kind of carburetor did you get? The same thing that was on it? Yes, sir. The exact okay. same oh, OEM. Yeah. Because yeah. I know some people change them to, to Weber's or yeah, different Hollies and yeah. Different, I'm thinking Weber's because problem. a Nissan people sure. will go get a Weber carburetor, put it on a Nissan. It doesn't work. Yeah. Right. You know. But yeah. I don't know about the Pontiac so much. But yeah. Um, but have you ever overhauled it since you got that? carburetor has anybody gone through that carburetor again no no this was like 20 20 25 years ago when i put the carburetor yeah i would i would suggest having somebody go through that carburetor again yeah and And you'd have to find someone who knows carburetors right and then you know fuel supply to those yeah you know the vapor locking was i mean a problem i i don't i Seriously, I don't see how any vehicle runs anymore that's carbureted if it's over ninety degrees. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I just don't. What's the gas? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's uh, there's just so many issues that you run into when you get into those older systems like that when the temperature gets hot. But I would still have somebody go through yeah. that carburetor. Yeah. I mean, because then they can check yep. and see if you have the. What about your fuel pump? I mean, how is that doing? Right. Exactly. Because I think that has a fuel pump on. Yeah, it's got a mechanical fuel yeah. pump and everything else, and then. The sock in the tank, too. I mean, yes. it's, uh, there's a lot of things that we used to, I mean, yes. even way back, we used to have to blow those things off so, right. that it, would, uh, so it could suck Get fuel. Get some fuel. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, you, you know, uh, one time this guy got the car to start. Uh, I stopped into this gas station, and it was real hot, and I was gambling. You know, that's what I thought, that it's going to lock up. But anyway, I went into this gas station, and this, and it did that it wouldn't start and i went in and got the mechanic and asked him if he'd look at it and he said i don't know what's wrong with it bring it back but i can get you home and he pulled one of the spark plug wires off and remember that old trick where you pull it off and then crank it and it arcs in the air you know Uh my dad used to do that when i was a kid to freak us out but uh it arcs Uh and uh uh he did that and bam the car started right up just mm. like nobody's business. I was wondering, that tells me something. What does that tell me? I would say that probably it could be an ignition problem, too. And the ignition modules can give troubles on those things, too, that are heat can be heat-related. So the module down inside the distributor, along with the pickup coil, along with um, ignition coil. A, so. Could have created the hotter spark, right. too, which could help. Yeah, but, which could even be flooded. Yeah, but that's that effect, if you're but, flooding, you got to get in. Someone has to get in that carburetor and take a look at it. Right, exactly. So the only I mean, thing that will make okay. it idle high would be the choke setting the, hot. The choke, yeah, yeah. The, the idle speed on the carburetor doing that. And, yeah, if it's something sticking, maybe. Yeah, if it doesn't start, you need to check for spark first or check for fuel and spark on that one. So, yeah, kind of see what okay. you're losing. Okay, I so so that maybe replace the chip and in, in that might work. Then, huh? well, yeah, I mean, the next time it acts up on a hot day, you need to if it doesn't if it's not starting, check for fuel if it's spraying. But I think you said it was spraying fuel right. when you were. 
right. yeah so okay it's, so i would say you know direct your you know sources to that ignition system and probably replace the you know that ignition module see if you can get a good ac delco or even an eklund or something from napa but yeah okay um which the gentleman said the choke might be too tight what, what does that mean just means it's setting on a warmer temperature so it doesn't open as fast as it should yeah. and that will make your idle speed high and stuff like that oh i see yeah okay you guys what if i just went and bought a brand new carburetor and just i wouldn't it i off? wouldn't do that. i wouldn't do that this no. one's served you okay for 20 years i would have that one rebuilt yeah because the kit's oh. real inexpensive yeah and the and, labor's not gonna be that bad either and and the stuff you get that is already bought or that you're buying already done can be a multitude of different parts and you're gonna get assembled. different problems right exactly okay so buying a new one may be a little problematic then right yes yeah okay you guys hey thanks a lot it's, you guys got a great show thank you thank, thank you. you eric Appreciate for calling it. yep all right with that let's go to bob uh, how you doing bob oh fine fine uh i got an 07 cadillac with 3.6 in it and I don't know what the part is. It's it's up underneath that, that beauty thing that you take off. Uh, it's still related. It, you start it, and it, it's, it clicks. It, well, it's a continuous clicking or pulsating. Uh -huh. You feel it looks like a solenoid of some uh -huh. sort. Yeah. Um, does that, is that normal on those? And yeah. What is it? Yeah, it's, oh, that's, that's the vehicle purge solenoid or the canister purge solenoid. So... It's basically burning fuel that's stored in the charcoal canister, or fuel vent or vapor that's stored okay. in the charcoal canister. So it, it probably only runs for 30 seconds or a minute and then goes off. Yeah, it, 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 it's very, sometimes it's on, sometimes it, it works the hell out of it. Yeah. And also, it's, it's warm to the touch. Yeah. Not hot, but warm. So. Yeah, they use a duty cycle on that, and it pulses it so it doesn't pull full oh, okay. vapor and I was stuff just, like that. I was yeah. just kind of getting nervous if the thing was going to break down on me out here in Can or out in Kansas or something, you know. No. So, okay, well, if it's still working, no lights are coming on, don't touch it. Don't fix it. It should be just <laughs> fine. That's right. Exactly. Okay, one other thing, the longevity on those engines, uh, What what is it? I bought, purchased this one, and it was kind of like somebody wasn't re, uh, religious on their oil change to where it was going to become one of those sludge motors. I went and got some BG product, went through it, and I put tranny fluid in it, let it run before my, I dropped the oil on my oil change. It's cleaned up by... You know, I don't know. I don't have any adverse side effects. So, I, so back to my question is the longevity of that engine. Hopefully, I caught it in time. Yeah. Uh, what are Oil changes are real, real important on those. They have timing chain wear issues on those that uh -huh. are real critical. If if the oil gets you know too far gone, it can sure wear those chains out real quick. Right, and the indication of those going out would be what? It'll set codes for the cam position sensors. Oh, okay, all right, all right. Okay, well, that about sums it up. Uh, also, I have a 1998 Ford Ranger with a 3.0. Uh, my oil pressure, I put an oil pressure sending unit in it, and I still have no oil pressure. Huh. 
And I went ahead and I ran it. You know, I figured if it was going to lock up, it locked up by now or started making some bad noises, and it isn't. So. Oh, okay. It probably has a circuit problem going to that sending unit then. Yeah, what you could yeah. do is put a manual gauge on there in place of the sending right. unit and see what your oil pressure really is. Just make sure it, it has some. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And then if just not, have to get in and diagnose that circuit. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, that'll do it. I thank you for it. I've been listening to your show for about three years here, and finally I uh, got the number. <laughs> yeah, well, great. So, well, I appreciate all right. that. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank, thank you. you, Bob. All right. With that, we got three lines open, 303-477-5600. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. This month at Geno's Auto Service in Littleton, receive a new set of windshield wipers with any service over $50. It won't be long before the cold weather returns, so now is a good time to make sure your vehicles are serviced and in good condition. At Geno's, any maintenance or repair work on your vehicle comes with a Napa Peace of Mind warranty, covering parts and labor for 36 months or 36,000 miles. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles, so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. This month only, take advantage of free windshield wipers with any service over $50 when you mention this ad on KLZ. For over 38 years, Geno's has been serving customers all along the front range. Geno's is AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon in Littleton. Be sure to check out Geno's excellent Google reviews. Stop in or visit them online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Do you know what to do in a traffic stop? Kevin Flesh would like to give you a few tips to help keep you and your passengers safe. If you are being pulled over for a traffic violation, slow down and put on your hazards, find a well-lit location that is out of the lane of traffic, keep your hands on the wheel where the officer can see them, and be polite. Don't say anything and don't give any information that is asked. If you feel it's necessary, record the traffic stop and then if you need any legal help, call Kevin Flesh at Flesh Law Firm. Kevin is our legal eagle and is an expert in traffic altercations and accidents. So put this number into your phone, 303-806-8886. You can also find Kevin online at fleshlawfirm.com. Kevin Flesh, Flesh Law Firm and proud sponsor of Drive Radio. Napa a Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. All right, we're back. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. If you have a windshield question, we got a, a professional here. Chris is from Fort Collins, and he is a professional, and we got a professional over here, 
Ken Rackley. Oh, you are looking at me. Okay. Just <laughs> yeah. making sure. From Toon Tech. Right. So uh, let's go ahead and go to the phones. we got Wade from Conifer. How you doing, Wade? Hey. Uh, doing well. How are you? Good. Doing great, actually. Cool. Hey, I love the show. Thank you. Um, so I have a 2004 Dodge Ram uh, 5.7 liter, and I have this bizarre charging issue that I'm struggling with. So it reliably starts, no problem, and then it won't start charging. Like the voltage gauge will go drop to zero, um, and then once it warms up, then it will start charging, and I have to shut it off and turn it back on again, and then everything's normal. Hmm. Um, I've replaced battery alternator, uh, the battery temperature sensor, um, and I've, so I don't know, uh, in this one. Yeah. So you say, so your gauge will drop as you're driving, like to... No, no, it, oh. it almost immediately, so if, just key on, like before I start it, the voltage gauge is reading normal, and okay. on the OBD2 reader, it's, you know, it's reading uh, the battery voltage. Sure. Um, and then as soon as I start it, it'll hesitate for a second, and then, like, literally in two seconds, the gauge goes to zero. And I watch it on the OBD2 reader. It's not charging. And then uh, once it runs for, like, five minutes and the vehicle's warm or the engine's warm, then it will start charging. And uh, then I shut it off and immediately turn it back on, and then everything's normal. Huh. Hmm. That's so a weird one. When you before you replaced the char the alternator, was it doing the same thing? Uh, I actually replaced the alternator uh, about a year ago because I was doing the air conditioning compressor. Uh -huh. uh, so I just kind of did it at the same time, and no, at that point it wasn't doing it. Because it almost okay. sounds like a diode inside the sounds, alternator. Yeah, it almost sounds like something internal on the alternator, and yeah, kind of hard to say if. I mean, you know, I got a refurbished alternator. I mean, yeah, do you think I should throw another alternator at it? Uh, I don't know if I'd throw it at it. you got to make sure that it's right <laughs> first because <laughs> that'd be bad advice just to tell you to throw one on there. We, we try not to say things like that. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you got to check I'm it. I'm struggling with this one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But um, it, it almost, to me, does sound like it's a diode or something inside that alternator that's that's as it gets warmed up it opens up yeah and then it starts working oh, properly that's interesting and do you happen to know of those from what i understand what i'm really worried about is that it might be the the ecm like the main computer because like from what i understand the voltage regulators inside the ecm it, yeah the computer does talk to that alternator and tell it kind of how to how to operate oh. um I don't think the voltage regulator is inside the... No, no it's, it's... inside the alternator. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, there's just so many different things on that one, too, that can affect that. And you say, and, and what, so when you shut the key off and turn it back on, then everything reads normal. normal? Yeah, I mean, shut the motor off and then start yeah. it again once it's warm. But, See, when he says is it's you start it at first and it, it might not be charging, right? And then after a little it's, bit, it's, all of a sudden, it's, 
it, it it's starts charging. Dot charging. It's definitely dot charging right. uh, until the engine gets pretty warm. And then it clicks in and starts charging. Yep. Yeah. And it's weird, uh, even when it does start charging, because like, I can see it on OBD2 reader or multimeter, yeah. uh, the voltage gauge still stays at zero, even when it does start charging. So that's confusing to me as well, and that makes me worry that it's the computer. Yeah. yeah I don't suspect the computer. I don't know about you, Ken. They, I, I would. I, I what I would do is if you see if you can hook up your meter right directly to the alternator to yeah, see okay. what it's doing. Yeah, check your input voltage and um, how are the battery terminals? Are they fairly decent or? Yeah, yeah, I re replaced them. Okay. Yeah, no, and I've checked resistance across them and everything. Yeah, no, and the battery's good. Load tested it and everything. Um, yeah, lots of brand new battery. <laughs> So, yeah, I would I would check everything at the alternator first. Right, check and make sure you have okay. good good voltage <laughs> and, and things, especially to your plug-in connector, your smaller your two-wire connector that plugs into it. Right. Okay, and I don't want to waste a bunch of your time. I'm sure. Oh I no, no, that's what we're here YouTube for. Yeah, you know, and YouTube video or so. I've never no. tested an alternator on a newer vehicle. Like, well, new to me. <laughs> yeah, one. And has that problem been there ever since you put that alternator on there? No, or it just started happening. Just started? No, no, it just it started a couple months ago. The okay. alternator's been on there for probably a year. Year, okay. I mean, but it was a refurbished alternator. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And where did you buy it from? Somebody who rebuilt it, or? Oh no, I I don't remember if it was like Napa or AutoZone or no. sure. Got it. I mean, I'm sure okay. they rebuild them in China. I don't know. <laughs> they probably all come out of the same factory. You're right. And you know, there's just yeah, there's just certain voltages you need to check for at the at those connectors and stuff. And yeah, okay. there's just and you're gonna have to check it at two different times. One when it's not working, and then one when it is. Right. And one. Oh, okay, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I guess get a reference if it is working. Get a reference of what you have at the alternator, and then if and then next time you start it, if it's not working, see what you have at that point. You you pretty much put your you know if you have a meter, you put your negative mm -hmm. cable on the actually the negative cable of the battery, and then you take your other one and you probe the back of those two wires to see what you got coming right. out. And what I would do is do it when it's good, like Ken's saying, and write those down. And then when yep. you go to have this problem, go check them again and see what they're doing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I mean, what? Uh, I guess what is that going to tell me? I mean, you're thinking that it might be a bad the wire, bad alternator, one of those wires or bad no. alternator. Yeah, okay. bad alternator. Right. Yeah. So if you, yeah, if you test it and you've got the same input voltages to those two small wires at your connector at mm -hmm. your small at the small plastic plug-in connector and it's right. and it's not working and you've got that same voltage when it is working then it, i would say it's an alternator output problem yeah okay yeah but if, okay. if something well, changes on those input voltages to it <laughs> then you could have something else going on then you can have um, a problem with the computer yeah exactly. telling it not to turn on or something yeah exactly yeah. Not demanding right. the alternator to put out, you know. Yeah. 
Gotcha, gotcha. So try to eliminate the alternator and then yeah, I guess go from there. <laughs> yeah, think about it from there. Yeah, and, maybe yeah. it's something in the, with the computer. Yeah, I, and the alternator is going to be but... the most likely issue there. But I mean, you know, <laughs> just because just because one family member had a heart attack doesn't mean that somebody else is going to. Right. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, wouldn't right. worry about. Um, no, yeah. no, that's good advice. I didn't realize there's like diodes or something that could be heat right. sensitive or things exactly. within the alternator. Well, it could be the brushes too. Could be sticking. Yeah. And not pushing out. Who knows? Yeah, and then just by oh, cycling it or running getting it warm. Wheel. Yeah, when it yeah. gets warm, uh, the engine warms up and stuff. It just Things they just change. yeah yeah exactly. It's, yeah, it's, got, it's definitely temperature related. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. But a diode could be that way too. Yep. Yeah. And, and the diode's in with the voltage regulator, and it can inside all, the alternator. And if the diode all of a sudden is not working, and then it pops. Then it starts working, and yeah. that's what we used to deal with before. Yeah, uh, and and huh. and two. So try this also. So if if you start it and running, or start it and it's running and it's not charging, try taking a small hammer and just tapping on the alternator. See what happens. Yeah. Oh, that's oh good. and that. Yeah. See, yeah. See if, if it's the brushes. Exactly. Maybe dislodge the brushes. Yeah, exactly. Because a lot of times that can get things fired up, and and if it starts working, then then yeah, you just smack the source so yeah <laughs> and you just figured it out so you know it's uh yeah and things. have you washed your engine lately i'm sorry washed it yeah like rinsed your motor off or anything sometimes people wash their motors a lot and some people don't oh uh i i don't do it very frequently maybe once a month but uh that's I, pretty frequent I, I actually <laughs> compared to most people yeah exactly <laughs> i think the average is like oh, but I, once I, every I couple of years I try to avoid spraying electrical connectors sure. and everything. Uh, yeah. But do you exactly. spray your alternator? Is that one of the things? Uh, I, I mean, it definitely gets wet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that can wash things in. So, yeah, that's so. a good point. Yeah. But, uh, it can wash things in. Or I, I was wondering if you just had you know, a lot of dirt on there and then it's just getting down in there too. Yeah. Rinsing it off is better oh, than no, not rinsing it off. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, my my dad runs a hot rod shop, so it's like if my car's not clean, you get some in the case. There right. you go. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's like, what's this? <laughs> so if you do this, yeah. Wade, uh, and you, you run through all these things and you check it and you still have more questions, just give us a call back or call yeah. us and let us know if it fixes it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll try to call you. So you're just, it's every Saturday, right? Yes. Yep. yep. Right. 10 to 1. Yep. yep. And then it replays on Sunday. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll try to uh, try to get it fixed this week, and I'll let you know what happens, uh, or ask more questions. There, there we go. There you yeah, go. That's what, that's what we're here for. Uh, definitely. All right. Hey, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks. All right. Me. All right, Larry. Hang on there. We'll, we'll get you in right after this break. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie Distributing, your local BG products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. This week, I want to talk about one of the most neglected fluids in your car, the power steering fluid. You've probably noticed that over the years, the power steering system in your car does a phenomenal job of making your car easier than ever to steer. What you probably haven't noticed is that the manufacturer neglected to include either a filter or a drain plug for the high-pressure hydraulic fluid that operates your power steering system. Our studies show that driving conditions 
such as stop-and-go traffic or mountain driving, can cause power steering fluid to oxidize in as little as 30,000 miles. Oxidized power steering fluid can cause the hardening and degradation of the bushings and seals within the power steering rack assembly, and when this occurs, expensive repairs can follow. We recommend visiting a shop with a specialized power steering fluid exchange system that can replace the entire power steering fluid at least every 30,000 miles, thusly maintaining maximum performance and lifespan for your high-pressure power steering system. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG Products, and I look forward to talking to you again next week. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a Novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the Novus link that's Novus Autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio you don't need a new air conditioner you just need to get rid of that dead rodent clogging up the wheel The technicians at Absolute Electrical, Heating, and Air complete a thorough inspection before making any recommendations. They'll show you the photos to prove it. You know that feeling when you get a copy of a checklist that a technician supposedly completed, but you're not so sure? After a competitor told one customer they'd need a new air conditioner, Absolute came out for a second opinion. Once they opened up the unit, they found a dead rodent stuck in the wheel. They took a picture to show the homeowner. Then they got the rodent out. No new air conditioner needed. You can imagine how grateful the customer was to save thousands of dollars on an unnecessary replacement. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air includes photos in all of their reports. Because you need to see for yourself that you can trust them. Call the team that has nothing to hide. 720-526-0231 For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Classic car insurance is not created equal. Some insurance companies won't offer you insurance at all, and if they do, it's most likely not the right coverage. If you have an accident or theft, do you know if your current company will cover your classic or modern hot rod for its total value? Do you know that some companies put limits on how many miles you can drive in a given year? Paul Lewinberger has been selling insurance for the past 18 years and knows the ins and outs of the insurance industry. American National Insurance has a division called Chrome Insurance that is specifically tailored toward people like you. Chrome stands for classic antique or modern classic, hot rod or street rod, replica or kit car, original unrestored, modified or custom, exotic, rare or unique, and in excess of $100,000 in appraised value. Don't insure your special car with anyone else. Get the best coverage at the best price by calling Paul today, 303-662-0789, or find him on our website, drive-radio.com. That's drive-radio.com. This is Greg Bloom with Barber's Foods. Hey, one of the questions I get asked most often is, Greg, how do I get a restaurant-quality steak at home? 
Now, I do wish sincerely that each of you would buy your steaks from Barber's Foods at barbersfoods.com as we do sell some great quality Colorado-raised Angus steaks. But if you're going to shop at a retail store to start with, never buy your steaks from the full-service meat counter because for a steak to be worth eating, it needs to be wet-aged or dry-aged for at least 14 to 21 days, just like they do at a restaurant. Now, steaks cut and displayed in a full-service meat case, they're not aged, and that's because retailers need shelf life. So they've been removed from their vacuum-sealed package and put out there for display. To know how to find a great restaurant-quality steak anywhere you go at any retail store, go to barbersfoods.com and click on the Videos tab to see a short video I made for you of what to look for when you buy steaks. Again, it's barbersfoods.com. All right, we're back. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560, phone number 303-477-5600. And we're going to go right back to the phones. Larry, how you doing, Larry? You got a glass question. Larry? Oh, no. Uh-oh. Are you, Larry, are Larry. you there? Lost Larry. Lost Larry. Oh, bummer. Let's Call put back him on in, hold. Larry. Yeah. Call back in, Larry. We didn't get you. Let's go to Ed from... He's got a truck question. How you doing, Ed? Yeah, pretty good. I got two questions. I got a Malibu too. I want to ask you about. But the pickup, it's a fifteen hundred Ram Hemi uh, uh, Dodge. Okay. And I was wondering why the gear shift won't go. You put it in park, and sometimes you try to get it down into into the gears, it won't go. You have to keep pulling with it, move the steering wheel steering wheel around, and push on the brake, and it finally go in. What causes that? What year is it? 94. It's 04. 04. 04. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, they have 94. I, I, I knew it couldn't be an 04 because he okay. said it was a Hemi. So, or I yeah. knew it couldn't be a 94 because it. Yeah, yeah, he did say Hemi. Yeah, so, yeah. Good catch. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it's just got mechanical linkage. And it's, so you had it into the dealer and they, they said they couldn't do anything to fix it? Oh, well, yeah. I told you, I asked, but they want to charge you $220 just to diagnose it. And from there, charge you more. I've got a mechanic going to look at it Monday, but I'm having curious about what may be the problem, so I'll have an idea what the charges may be. Yeah, I, you know, and they're just going to have to look at it and see because bushings wear out, different things in the column can wear out, different things on the down cable. I don't know if that one's cable-driven or mechanical-driven, but um, uh, yeah, there's just different areas. Even internal parts of the transmission can bind and, and yeah. cause problems too. In the have selector. you changed the fluid on the tranny? Ever? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I, okay. Oh yeah, I, I flushed it out. Uh, forty about forty, well forty thousand miles. Ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's just a lot of different aspects of of movement in that whole yeah. situation there. So a lot of pivot points. Right. Exactly. So yep. the column can bind, the cable can stretch. Uh, I would say as new as that is, is probably uses a cable. So. Yeah. Is it always shifting, or is it just from when you first turn it on to go from park and move it? Well, you put it in the park and it hang up, so it don't, don't do it all the time. It just and I okay. move the steering wheel up and down and push on the brake and it'll go in. Oh, okay. So yeah, it, could even, it could be the the park lock interlock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Switch. So you just have a hard time getting it out of park. Typically, is your issue? Yeah. Okay. Right. All right. Sorry, Ooh. I missed that. Yeah. yeah. So. So it could be brake. It could be anything as minor as a brake light switch to. How serious uh, is it? Something in the train? Yeah, right. It could, something it could be the parking the pole inside. Right, and it could be uh, the actuator, the lockout solenoid for the um, 
for the park lock too so i mean yeah taking it into a shop would be good to diagnose all those things that's where yeah. you got to start yeah, yeah exactly so well i got a mechanic you don't look at it monday yeah that's I good just, i just want an idea of what it might be <laughs> yeah you know if if, if you know say a hundred dollars to ten thousand you know should cover <laughs> it I, I hate to oh, be yeah, that thank you, thank hate you. to give you a, you a know broad. that broad of a yeah. but no i mean probably not ten thousand but no. four anyway yeah so but yeah i mean not not trying to get i mean there's just no way to know until you get it looked at yeah exactly you know worst case yeah, would I'm, be in the transmission an issue yeah he's a pretty good mechanic i've, sure. I've dealt with him quite a bit. Yeah. and here's another thing i got a 2000 malibu uh and it, it's uh every time i start it up in the morning it clicks like a sewing machine you know real real uh loud then it calms down it runs smooth after for yeah. after two or three minutes yeah. yeah. What would go that? Yeah, you've got some lifters probably starting to fail because it's probably that 3.4 liter in that one. Yeah. And I don't yeah, think it had the piston. Uh, the piston slap. No. no. That yeah. shouldn't have that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, the ticking noise. And, you know, sometimes running like an EPR on an oil change, running a, a gold filter. Yeah with a you know good quality oil and stuff in the moa sometimes that can help that sometimes it's just the lifters themselves that bleed down so yeah an engine cleaning would be good though i yeah i would try that first yeah what would you put in it what would you put into the clean engine so there's a product called bg and it's called or it's bg product called epr engine performance restoration yep and you add that 10 minutes before the oil change and run it and then drain it out and put new oil in it and then your mechanic should know that he yeah. should be able to fix that out yeah yeah and just then, mention that oh, to okay, him so yeah and then put a good okay, quality okay. filter on there yeah and um sometimes yeah, the filters run smooth yeah it's only got 130,000 miles it's, it's a 2,000 but it's smooth after you get on the road you go all over the place yeah yep. just don't click around. sometimes the good. filters can bleed down too so they yeah. don't they don't retain the oil pressure when you start it so it takes a little bit to build that pressure back but i do know that oil cleaning helps yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay the bg product yep. epr epr yep. yep that's it okay well i do that myself anyway yeah. uh, there you go i do more i do more on oil changes good all job. right yeah. okay well I'm, I really appreciate it, buddy. You Thank betcha. you. Well, you have a great day. All right. With yeah, that, you do the huh? Okay, with that, we got a, a couple lines open, 303-477-5600, and let's take a call from Larry. You back, Larry? Yeah, I got a call on my uh, 99 Astroglide van. Okay. On the, on the side glass. Side glass? It, yeah, the side glass, I get air noise all the time, my... It's a 99 Astroglide. I tried to slip it in myself, but it bends on the end. On the talking glass. about a door glass, or is it a, a Yeah, on the side, side there, it's electric. Passenger I side or driver's side? Driver's side, the rubber, you know, when I'm putting it in, I get it dripping wet. Otherwise, there's too much friction. So you're getting then, air uh, noise when you're driving down the road, is what you're saying? Yeah, the 99 Astroglide. Um. Yeah, without looking at it, I wouldn't know. Uh, you could probably have some old uh, seals on it that might be causing a problem. Um, you know, I, my buddy Bob tried to help me put it in there. You know, but we're probably putting it in too dry there on the. I don't. It bends on the end there. You know, unless I got it really wet. You're probably using. What are you using? Are you using? It's a rubber seal. Then is what you're telling me. You're talking about the crank up window, right? The driver's side window. No. Yeah. Pop up. Yep. Oh. Okay. The driver's side door glass. You roll it up and down. 
Nope, side uh, side glass. Oh, yeah. I mean, those are all different a little bit. Uh, depending on the brand of the glass, what brand was the glass that you put in it? Uh, just some cheap stuff from my neighbor had. ATI? Yeah. That's, yeah, we don't use it because uh, it doesn't fit right. Um, and it's cheap. You're right. Um, that's probably where your wind noise is coming from. Yeah, these Astroglide bands, there ain't many of them left. Right. Yeah, yeah so I'm not sure that I could help you over the over the phone here. I, if you're getting some wind noise on that on that side glass, it's probably if it's an ATI branded glass. Uh, we typically stay away from those just because they don't fit correctly. And that's probably a rubber seal that goes around that. You'd be around the shop tomorrow. No, we don't work on Sundays. Okay. But it'll be there fresh Monday morning. Yeah, if you want to bring it by Monday, we could certainly take a look at it. I'm not sure if we can help you. I mean, yeah, we'd take a look at it. But, uh, you know, is it, that's probably the best thing I can ask you to do is just come by and we can see if we can help you out. And if we can, we can. And if we can't, then, you know, we appreciate you listening to the show and coming by and, and giving us an opportunity. Yeah, I'll drop it off with my tools there this weekend. <laughs> okay, sounds great. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Larry. All right. Uh, with that, um, before we take a break, I wanted to talk to you. I don't know if you guys seen this, but on uh, on the news, they were talking about um, uh, the street racing going on. Oh, yeah, did you see that? Saw something briefly on that. Yeah, because yeah. they what they do is they'll stop the whole highway and then they'll right. do some drag racing and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and Where's it's becoming at? everywhere. Yeah, and they oh. say it, it's becoming more and more. And John sent me a link to to talk to you guys about it. And there's three things you should really do. If you get hooked up in that one, stay in your vehicle and do not engage with the racers. Right. Yeah, because it could get really dangerous. Motorcycle racing or is no, it street? Uh, street, street yeah, they cars. just have yeah, just they, big groups of people that are just in town here or anywhere, anywhere. Or on, anywhere. Nation on the highway. Yeah, they all, usually do it on all, the highway. Yeah. Huh. And they stop the whole road and everything. And then the second thing is do not try to impede or block the racers because a lot of people will try to do that. And so you don't want to do that either. They'll run you over. And, and yeah. lastly, they said ask or if the racers are trying to slow or block the traffic, stay back, pull off to the right, the shoulder, and then call 911 and let them know. But even the police can't get to these. I mean, they did this in Aurora right. during the summer here, and you couldn't even get yeah. – yeah, 225. Yeah. You couldn't even get down there. They also did it on I-25 too, but those were bike racers oh, when yeah. they did that. Okay. And you and they just blocked the whole highway to where you can't get by. So yeah. that's just some information for you guys. Also, I want to remind everybody that um, we got to set our clocks back. You know, don't oh, forget yeah, to do that. Time An extra yeah. long weekend? Yeah, we get Come another on. hour of sleep. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. and, and also, it's a good time to change your batteries on your smoke, smoke detectors, detectors and yeah. your carbon detectors. So. And your phone. And, and your, your car. Oh, yeah, just everything. everything. Yeah. Just change your battery. <laughs> yeah, you should take your cars and go in and get all brand new batteries. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. We got three lines open, 303-477-5600. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. No one likes to be that person. You know the one, stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, 
you don't have to be that person ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold Certified Auto Care Shop and employs ASC Certified Technicians. So don't be that guy and make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555 or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Hunting down that hard to find part for an out of the ordinary car can be quite a time consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. All right, we're back. We've got another 15 minutes for this, and then we'll go for a whole another hour. And Chris will be leaving at noon, so we got a, any more glass questions, please call in now. Um, he'd love to hear from you. And Lines just lit up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah 303-477-5600 <laughs> is our phone number. Give us a call if you have any questions about glass. And, and it's so funny because um, – <clears throat> It's never worked out when I had a friend of mine help me with my glass. I can tell you. It's just <laughs> no, never helped. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, this stuff doesn't do it yourself anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah right. <laughs> it used to be you can get, like, yeah. I'm, I worked for the dealership back in the 80s, and we'd get back window glasses, sure. and they'd have the rubber rope seal. Them. Yeah, you can sure. rope, those, rope them in. You can rope those in, yep. and those were easy. Yep. Yep. But um, now anymore, they, yeah, no, they're no. all structural and everything. Else, they certainly so, are. Yeah. Yep, and they're very expensive when you mess something up. <laughs> yeah, when when you hear that big loud pop and um and it sounds like it's raining gravel. Yeah. Well, it's just glass. And, That's right, and that costs a lot of money. You know, this time of year, uh, you know, speaking of glass, and obviously I'm on my way out, but. This time of year, we get a lot of people that come in because the sun is a little bit lower, and they've either got an older oh. repair or they notice something that's been repaired before. They're just catching a little bit maybe of a glare off of a, of, of a repair or something, you know. So, you know, the pitting of the windshields is certainly something that you uh, notice a little bit more this time of year and in the spring. The, the, the thing about it this time of year is the, um, you know, the school zones. You know, when yeah. you're going through the school zones right. and it's kind of pitted and it's hard to see through your windshield, don't uh, take that safety, uh, you know, for granted. It's something you could certainly take a look at. We can't fix the pitting. You have to replace the windshield, you know, but if it's bad enough from the scratches from the wiper blades and stuff like that, it's certainly um, it's it's certainly a safety issue. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Yep. I was fortunate because I lived out east, and every time I was driving, the sun was always behind me when I was going yep. to work and when I was coming yeah, home. Right. But then the first time I had to go back into town, trying to drive in, it's like, oh, my gosh, my yep. windshield's pitted. I can't night, see yeah. nothing. And then at night, you know, you get the, the cars that come at you, and you can't see because the windshield's pitted up. Um, you know, make sure that you're, you know, those things are cleaned off, things like that, wiper blades, um, headlights, uh, they're yep. fogged up, stuff like that. We do the headlight restoration. You can certainly change the bulbs out to LEDs or or a, a higher um, lighted headlight, too, yep. so that or clean helps. The, or yep. replace them or clean yep. them. Replace them. Yeah. Yep. You know, I, um, I used to work, when I had the shop, I also had a towing company, and the towing, we would deal with the state patrol, and the state patrol told us that 
during the time changes is when the most accidents happen. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Because everybody's not used to the time and they're trying to get their headlights on or, or trying or, to turn their heater or, on. Or, or think they're on and they're not. They're, yeah. they're not automatic. They never have been automatic. Right. But, yeah, turn them on. We had a lady <laughs> leaving church the, last, last Sunday and she didn't turn her headlights on and she missed going out. She drove through the almost Culver, over rocks mix, and stuff yeah. and oh, yeah. yeah it was yeah. kind of ugly yeah yeah so you never know you can't see with the lights not on and if they're not set in the right setting they're not going to turn on yeah right exactly <clears throat> exactly no i get it that's <clears throat> that time of year so, yeah, so it doesn't guess. hurt to go get an estimate from you just to show up and, we get and folks have to you look at by the, all the time just yeah. uh, you know estimates are free you know yeah. um certainly take a look at something if even it's in question we certainly would take a look at it we have no problem with stopping it yeah what's your address 7704 south college we're just on carpenter road and 287 just there in fort collins uh, so yeah swing on by you know the best time to do a windshield repair for us is anytime between nine and three our hours are from eight to five monday through thursday and then we close at four o'clock on fridays there you yeah. go. So, you know, the best time is just between 9 and 3. That's the best time uh, for a chip repair or swing by or even just give us a call at 970-227-1234. Just let us know you're on your way down. We'll be happy to get you in and out. Most winter repairs uh, take about 20 minutes. A lot of times by the time we get done uh, helping you file your insurance claim, you're pretty much out the door. So we we take your time very seriously, and, uh, you know, we know it's valuable to you. So we certainly want to get you in and out as quickly as possible. Yeah, I appreciate That's good. That's good. And I got to tell you, you know, whenever I, I've, we've done some other shows with some novice people, and oh my gosh, nice people. The one oh, up thanks. in Sterling, down in the Springs, did some shows. And, yeah, and, and I think generally we got a pretty Parker. good crew here. You know, these yeah. uh, we all enjoy what we do, and uh, we're pretty passionate. This is how we feed our families, and uh, you know, we we certainly, uh, you know, that's that's the, what's what we do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I appreciate that. Let's go to the, uh, we've got a phone call in, so let's talk to Mickey right now. Or is it Mikey? How you doing? Hi, guys. Good. Great show, as always. <laughs> Thanks. So anyway, for the guy, the heavy guy, you didn't ask him if he was parked on an, any kind of incline. Oh, that's the a good point. In, right. The parking pole is a really small little piece, and if you load it up, it makes it hard to get out. That's every automatic made. Sure. And if your truck or car rolls just just even an inch after you put it in park, it loads that pin and makes it hard to get out. If you are if you are knowledgeable, you put your park and brake on before you put it in park. That way you don't load that pin, and it makes life so much simpler. Right. A little easier on the tranny, too. Yep, yep. definitely. So just thought I'd throw that in there. Appreciate I appreciate that. it. Yeah, you know, things that things that are rolling around in our heads, and we don't get, you know, don't get to that point. It's trying to figure out everything else. So, yeah, yeah but, uh, yeah. yeah, good. I yeah, appreciate so that. Yeah, there, so there may not actually be, well, I park on an incline, so I had to get into that habit. Yeah. Yep. And that, because before that, I, you know, I cussed it quite a lot. <laughs> I figured out what was going on. Actually, I heard that on a show a long time ago. Yeah. Yep. You guys show. And I said, okay, good, good advice. Yep. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. All right. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. You sit in the seat and rock it back and forth yeah. you know, on the hill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we had a lot of, um, when I had the tow service, we'd, we'd go out to people that said they can't get their car to start. 
and you uh, go there and it was locked yeah like that uh, yeah. steering wheels locked or yeah. in a tough position yeah yep. yeah so and they re- release it right away and stuff yeah that's what's expensive is a windshield on a tow truck on an international <laughs> that's <laughs> oh my god hey time is valuable so we want to make yeah. sure that uh, yeah, charge and accordingly and what we have is the state patrol always came out and inspected our trucks because we had a we had a contract with them and so if a windshield was fitted uh-uh, oh, you got to get that replaced if it had a chip you got to get it replaced yeah. Oh, gee. and oh. yeah and it's like so you got to hurry up and get it fixed yeah, or yeah they they can tag your truck and you can't use it and that's uh, not good no if it's not driving down the road, so yeah, right, doesn't make you much money. Yeah, I don't know um, anymore. I mean, you guys obviously probably had state inspections back in the day, but yeah, you know, I see a lot of people driving around with broken windshields. So, oh my gosh, um, I do. Yeah, yeah, some yeah. of them are pretty bad. Um, and then, and then what it does, it tears up your windshield wipers. Yes, so then it you does. don't. And then when you get water on there, it looks really bad. It's yeah. really hard to see, especially with pits. Yeah, yep. you get water on there with pits, and yeah, you're trying to wipe it clean. It just yeah, it just smears. Yeah, it just yeah, smears, yeah. yeah, and it leaves a real bad thing. Yeah, that's another s- thing on the on the roads when they when you're driving down the highway and and it's been snowing and they put that mag chloride, chloride on or it, yeah. whatever they're putting down. It you try to use your windshield wipers and and just, it just, just smears, smears. It. right? And yeah. then you got to shoot the windshield washer fluid on it. So you got to make sure you keep windshield fluid. Yeah, you know it doesn't hurt to uh, every now and again when you're out washing your car and things like that. It doesn't hurt to go out there and wipe those wiper blades down. Oh, um, yeah. I, you know, I mean, people don't realize how dirty those things get, what? and uh, that's certainly a, a thing. Exactly. So you can also clean your windshield off, um, and I don't want to give you any misinformation, but, you know, Bonami or Barkeeper's Friend, something that's not abrasive. If you have, uh, mm-hmm. as long as you don't have any chips or cracks in your windshield and you have the buildup on the um, on the debris and the stuff like that that's from the road, you take that and just make like a paste or something like that out of it and just Hmm. Wipe that on the windshield and wipe it off. That helps clean that um, debris and um, the the oils and stuff off of the glass. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's good. good. Yeah, good exactly. stuff. And and that's the windshield good. wipers, uh, you know, blades. A lot of them come with a little uh, alcohol, alcohol wipe. Pad, huh? And and yeah. people, you take a roll of rubbing alcohol and wipe those things right down. Yeah, that's exactly. What, that's well, really well. what I do when I pull into the, um, you know, pull into the gas station, I'm using the squeegee. I'll just flip the squeegee over, and I'll be holding the blade and just wipe it with the squeegee. I don't know if it helps or not. It but does. It, it gets it does. a lot of black stuff off of them, so yeah. it, it doesn't hurt. Put no. it that way. So. It does help, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah, the biggest problem with wiper blades is they're supposed to flip. So every time you wipe one way, they flip one direction. And uh-huh. then when it goes back, back the they flip back the other direction, so it squeegees them off. Well, a lot of times when they sit on the windshield, they stick in one position. That's what makes them, you know, fail or whatever. But just by you know lifting the blade and sitting them in a different position sometimes well you know if you're in a jam can't Absolutely. hurt can't yep. hurt can't hurt to do that no right. that's that's actually good good advice yeah you know yeah. Um, clean them you, you think oh i don't have to do anything with this windshield i don't have to do anything with my wiper sometimes blade. just cleaning the inside it, it <laughs> helps out too we yeah can, people have the fog from the inside oh, you know man. they realize how just the, just the humidity and the dust and stuff like that gets right. inside the glass yeah. so yeah <laughs> That's, oh, I hate that. Yeah. That's my yep. my Big biggest pig. issue with driving other people's vehicles is I get in and I'm like, I can't see heading yeah. into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> and it yeah. isn't the outside, it's the You're inside. Right, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. so being sometimes being smart as I am, I'll w- clean one side of it so I can right, see. Right, right. <laughs> or when you drive down the road with the fog. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you can see work. their handprints, too, yeah. Yeah, from right. where they cleaned it. Uh, right. So what right. I like to do is just do a one little wipe, <laughs> like a taint. You get to see out. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Maybe exactly. they'll get the point. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, well, I've enjoyed my time here with you guys this morning. I appreciate you letting us come down here and 
Visit uh, with you. Great. Glad you could make it down. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was good to meet you. And yeah, absolutely. Now I got a face and face and a name and like yeah. i said now you got a phone number so yeah. like i said anybody in the northern colorado area needs some help with auto glass things or you just uh need some advice or just have a question phone number cool. 970-227-1234 novus auto glass my name is chris yeah and there's not a lot of people that will do windshields for uh, motorhomes absolutely yeah. and so. we yeah and they're not easy to do and uh you know i mean they're expensive so you know it's uh we realize that so yeah so All right. Well, thanks for coming down. Absolutely. Yeah. Enjoy your day. Hey, All right. Thank you. With that, we're going to go to a long break. So you're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.